Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. We're doing a catch-up episode today with Harshan and Jacob who were guests on previous episode with Mark 33 and the work that Mark 33 Aero is doing to help the space industry in India. So thank you so much Harshan and Jacob in taking the time and it's great to see that you guys have progressed a lot with Mark 33 and are starting to really make an impact on the space industry. Thank you thank you Narayan thank you for having us and it's always a pleasure to be speaking to you Thanks Narayan it's great to be back Great tell us a little bit about uh, what did you learn in the last one year with respect to the space industry and uh, what were your consolidated thoughts that led you to take certain actions as the first steps to help the sector Yeah thanks Narayan this is Harshan I will give it a go and then probably I'll also invite Jacob because it has been a learning journey for both of us in the past year and a couple more months after the launch of Mac 33 back in December 2021 when we started actively engaging with the ecosystem with the space industry with the players in this ecosystem first off I think we were very convinced when the idea of Mac 33 was mooted and when we launched that this is the right time for social alpha as an entity to get into this ecosystem because we saw that there are a few areas a few gaps that from our experience we could also come in and add value for and i think we are after one year again a couple months we are fairly convinced about the fact that the objectives of us entering the ecosystem and entering and setting up something called mac 33 are still relevant and we have also in the process figured out that as as and when we look at space industry as a whole and entrepreneurship in space industry as a whole there has been very little uh, activity that we see at the downstream and at the at the spaces where i think there is a lot more market opportunity to be tapped primarily if you look at it uh, narayan like how harshan mentioned the kind of work that we were doing in pack 33 the kind of understanding and looking at how the space sector was evolving we felt there was a need so while we would see established players we would see startups who have been in this space cracking at it for a few years getting significant traction and also breaking the glass ceiling to get into commercial operations etc we felt there was a need to look at entrepreneurship from a little bit more of a grassroots level especially at the downstream application level right while there were large number of business use cases available and while a lot of people were speaking about these use cases we thought there was still a gap where there was an enabling ecosystem for these entrepreneurs as well as the first stage or the first entrepreneur or the first level innovator or the first generation startup uh, uh, startup to come into the space 
And that was basically the genesis of the thought of thinking of something like a space tech innovation network, right? And that is an idea that we were fortunate enough to come ahead and move to ISRO. And ISRO was also very supportive of the idea when we actually proposed this to SEM, saying that why don't we create this open architecture around which we can bring all the stakeholders in India to start with and then look at globally how do we bring in the entire space ecosystem together into the open architecture called as a space tech innovation network, which we call by the moniker SPIN. So yeah, that was basically the genesis of how the work, the understanding that we built in MACTA three over the one year and the and like you asked us, the, the kind of learnings that we had within the last one year and, and couple of months, which basically transcribed into this entire thought process of launching something called as a space tech innovation network. This is very early stage. This is more of also us taking a crack to build that ecosystem. And we are fairly certain with support of people like you, like-minded partners, we should be able to scale this significantly and make that, make this a premier open architecture within the country for business use cases as well as the innovation ecosystem within the space tech to go. Yeah, that's just a rough thought about the genesis about space tech innovation network spin. Thanks, Jacob. I will also just now like couple add a couple more points to what Jacob was trying to convey. There are two things that we ended up learning in the process in the last year. One, integration with the R&D ecosystem is an essential component for the space ecosystem and the space entrepreneurship ecosystem to grow because there is a lot of knowledge, capabilities, resources that exist in the R&D ecosystem. That's what we initiated through our partnership with NAL while setting up MAC33. But we also realized that a lot more of these capabilities exist where entrepreneurship opportunities exist, exist with live with entities like ISRO. And ISRO has already been very open in terms of articulating the need for early stage space entrepreneurship in downstream areas, as well as the need for the technologies that they have developed and the capabilities that they have developed to lead to impact on the ground. So this conversation was, I think, very easy when we approached ISRO because ISRO was already looking to set up something like that, right? And second, ISRO's testing and validation capabilities, I think, will be really useful for startups. And that has been proven in the past with startups like Agnikul or Skyroot extensively collaborating with ISRO in their early productization journey. So a structured approach for engaging with ISRO, with ISRO was absent, especially in the entrepreneurship uh, development space and that's where I think the concept of spin came about where we could create a structured lab to market process for early stage startups to engage with ISRO and for ISRO to contribute to the growth of the space entrepreneurship ecosystem. There are three broad points which we had identified as the vision statement for ISRO, for spin excuse me. The first one is to create a focused support ecosystem for space entrepreneurship. The second one is to create a network of aggregated network of testing and validation and incubation infrastructure across the country by onboarding like-minded entities onto the network because this is conceived as an open architecture and open federated kind of a network. And third, to also build a portfolio of uh, deep tech startups solving and creating impact using technologies that have, using technology space and allied technologies to create impact. These are like the three broad pillars on which we had conceived. And I saw the announcement of SPIN being announced with, with ISRO, with some of the challenges or the first challenge being announced. 
I guess the deadline just passed for the first challenge, right? What is it? What is the first innovation challenge that you are looking at? And if you can walk us through on why is it that you have this innovation challenge as a methodology or and what do you expect out of it? Because I guess what I'm trying to get at is how do you see this in a way where something evolves into a more full-fledged product and there is procurement and customers and everybody at the end of the tunnel? That's a great question and I will again try to pitch in initially and invite Jacob also subsequently. Uh, as as far as the innovation challenge model is concerned, it is not really an innovation challenge that we had launched along with the, with the launch of the Spin platform. It was a call for applications to look at a broad spectrum of technologies that fit into the initial thesis and initial focus areas for Spin. So there are three broad focus areas that we had identified for Spin. Uh, in terms of the technologies that, that could come under this ambit, right? The first one is geospatial technologies and anything to do with remote sensing, earth observation and so on and so forth. That's the first bucket. The second bucket is enabling technologies for space and mobility, which includes all the AI, AR, VR and robotics kind of technologies that have applications across the board, but advanced applications in space. And third is the materials, avionics, sensors and the allied technologies that again have cross-sector applications, but primary applications in space and entrepreneurs working on those kind of applications. So the idea was to create, again, a portfolio of validated startups that go through an evaluation process that is uh, the committee that's comprising of a broad spectrum of actors in the industry with active participation from ISRO. And as you said, the deadline, which we had announced initially, had passed and we had now extended it to 28th February because this is going to be a year-round kind of application model that we have conceived for spin every quarter we will open the call for applications and the third month we will have an evaluation committee that will look at the startups and then basically evaluate them and clear them and put them in front of the jury so this is going to be like a year round robin process the idea being identifying curating because this is the mechanism that we are identified to curate the innovations that can fall under the umbrella of spin first off we create this this evaluation committee. We create this portfolio of startups and post which they are taken through a 12-month structured incubation process that we have identified, which Social Alpha's incubators will be part of. ISRO's incubation centers across ETs and other institutions are going to be part of this network and startups who get selected would also be able to access those facilities at, in a structured manner for the first 12 months. And finally, other partners who are interested, who want to contribute to SPIN, who will have similar focus areas as, as we looked at uh, as part of the broad thesis we identified for SPIN, will also be part of this incubation process. As far as integration of the larger ecosystem is concerned, I'd invite Jacob to pitch in here because we are conceiving this as a two-sided platform in the future and there is like a roadmap that we have identified and which ISRO has also agreed to contribute to. So Jacob, do you want to come in there? Yeah, again, just take up from the point of why did we do an open process. Like Harshan mentioned, while creating the portfolio, we also wanted to have a very democratized approach to this, right? So rather than keeping it a very invite only or, or looking at like a selected set of applications or selected set of startups or entrepreneurs out there, we wanted to open it out to see what are the kind of innovations or what are the kind of ideas or what are the kind of entrepreneurs that are out there and how could they reach out to us to see if there is like a portfolio or a pipeline of innovations that could be curated and then this could go ahead and then help build different use cases for us right because we believe this will also help create that 
forward and backward integration so when i say backward integration identifying what is the resource or what are the kind of research that is happening in academia which could be translated into commercial businesses or commercial enterprises and also trying to see if there are innovations that address the existing use cases in the commercial and the business world now with this kind of a portfolio or with this kind of a bridge we believe uh, there will be attractive options for procurement as well as for businesses as well as for commercial entities to work with them thereby creating sustainability of enterprises that are coming out of the spin open architecture as well as the sustainability of the open architecture called spin itself so that is a larger vision that we had and we are taking very early stage steps right so if you look at it we are still in the stage we are still in the infancy of it and the vision or the broader vision the broader commitment that we have towards this is not for a 3 month or a 4 month or a 6 month acceleration slash incubation program it is to build this open architecture to make it all encompassing to bring the entire ecosystem to it so the larger commitment or the larger vision is to look at it at a 5 year plan or at an 8 year scale plan etc such as where we are today and that we believe is baby steps we are taking towards growth as well as scale very interesting and i think it's also very apt for opening up facilities for example that are with the government which are very expensive to to the industry in one form or the other the question really is that what is isro's role in all of this i'm sure that they have an advisory role or they have a role of sharing technology in one form or the other or advice or facilities or so on but uh, is there also a role where customers or end users are integrated eventually into this model you know real users at the end uh, who are using space applications in one form or the other are then integrated and obviously there's two buckets one could be within the private sector or the other could be end users who are in the state and federal government departments for example so you know would love to hear your guys thoughts on how would isro play a role in this bit and then looking at it also from the end use perspective yeah so that is definitely there on the roadmap the idea is to bring the end user because see the validation of the innovation or validation of the technology that comes out of the open architecture is primarily done when there is a end user who's acquiring or procuring these products or services so while it is there in the roadmap like i answered in the earlier question also we are at the earliest stage or we are taking baby step towards it with regards to isro specific role like you rightly mentioned it is more at an advisory level as an enabler also uh, so while we foresee them with more and more innovations coming through with more and more integrations with the use cases that both private players as well as uh, public and state entities have we see potential opportunities for more ingrained approach from uh, an organization like and we don't want to limit ourselves to only isro we want to look at other players who are also there in the sector on how can they come on board and kind of acquire these products or procure these services or work with these innovations or make sure that there is a continued path of sustainability for innovation coming into the space tech industry we believe that it is more of an enabler enabling and and uh, and, and an advisory role that isro is taking at this point it has to like evolve as per how the roadmap also rolls out for spin as an open innovation architecture also right i i believe the role will keep evolving we look at them as how can they continue guiding us enabling these kind of technologies enabling these kind of mechanisms creating the right connection so that we can scale we can kind of create that active ecosystem 
yeah and narayan just to add to what jacob was saying this is again like baby steps as far as isro is concerned because they haven't tried out this as an engagement model so far so there is a mutual kind of a learning process that's involved at this point isro is a primary facilitator as far as spin is concerned both from a technical capacity standpoint because isro has opened up their entire ecosystem for us and the example being that we recently did a couple of sessions across cities for for spin just to talk about the platform just to communicate to aspiring entrepreneurs as well as early stage entrepreneurs about the platform and both of these forums were created by isro and the one which we did in hyderabad for instance have seen active kind of collaboration from isros and because they figured out a platform like this could enable scientists entrepreneurship as well in the future uh so from that standpoint i think isro is also trying to build the exact kind of model where they could bring in their end users they could also plug into their existing programs and have entrepreneurship like as a key focus area both from scientist standpoint as well as from their ability to support startups at a much more broader i think there are different sectors that are opening up and different areas within space and you mentioned that within spin as well which is for example navic navic and the pnt the position navigation and timing ecosystem is a platform in itself there is the geospatial bit that is a platform in itself and so on so is there a sense of uh, what sort of teams you foresee using this platform will it be like non space engineers who are in other domains who are software engineers stepping into the geospatial ecosystem coming on to spin and leveraging their capabilities to build something it would be avionics engineers in drones or others looking at navic as a platform to be able to build receiver so what type of teams do you foresee leveraging this and maturing out of this Yeah I think all these areas that you mentioned and even more right the idea is to look at space sector entrepreneurship from a very broad lens because we feel that india's space startup journey has been really exciting but it is the activity has been largely focused on the on the app technologies but the opportunity as everyone says for entrepreneurship lies at the downstream and the and the receiver hardware right right so that is why we created the focus areas for spin also to be as broad based as possible because we need to look at space entrepreneurship and promoting startups at all levels so that there are supplementary technologies that could come up that could assist both in space but also look at solving problems that are beyond space that are very terrestrial in nature whether it is problems related to climate change whether it is problems related to productivity in agriculture or there are problems related to even healthcare or other resources for example so any entrepreneur trying to solve these kind of problems could actually come on to spin and could look at the broad spectrum of technologies that is already available the capabilities that isro has already generated but also look at how can they understand both the business case as well as the kind of technologies that could help them address those business case from an integrated standpoint so we we see any ac entrepreneurs from a broad spectrum of areas looking at spin and that is why we wanted to make sure that it does not seen as like a space first alone a platform but more of a space and allied sector entrepreneurship platform just adding on to what harshin mentioned i think the larger vision is also not to only limit to existing use cases also right so the idea is to see whether this can act as a convening platform for people to come together and discuss what are the potential use cases that could rise up out of it right so there you could see cross sectoral interactions 
cross sectoral evolution of use cases so maybe someone from the healthcare sector coming in to see what is the space grade technology that is available if there is some application that can be derived into the healthcare sector and vice versa and and thinking of different sectors so we also want to and, and, and this is a very ambitious thought that we have kept within the vision is that is there like a new breed of entrepreneurs who can fuel the kind of like space tech revolution when i say space tech revolution it's like space and light sector revolution that happened in india in the it sector like 20 years back right can this kind of like feed that or can we kind of like fuel that fire with this open architecture that we are going to create and can there be enough convening power that can be built so that new use cases can be discovered new applications can be unfolded so yeah that is another vision that that is one of the ambitious thoughts that we have around this open architecture aspect i would love to push you guys on what would be the metric that you would measure yourself against would it be the number of such companies that are coming in would it be the capital these company guys are raising or would it be something else that you would then focus on as as impact yeah narayan i think we have put out in public four key like metrics that we will be tracking and we want to achieve in the next 5 years so when we launched i think we put it out in public there are four metrics that we'll measure ourselves upon one is the number of startups space number of space startups that are evaluated to this platform and that could form the base of the space entrepreneurship ecosystem in the country so we today there are a lot of numbers flowing around but 100 is the consensus that we've seen that there are 100 space startups in there and we want to take it to 500 in the next 5 years so we are looking at the 5x growth at least which are evaluated through the spin platform we, there could be 1000 or 5000 we'd hope that come through the second metric is the number of partners with offerings that come on and join the platform so today there are a bunch of partners who are interested to join the platform and there are conversations of onboarding them as spin partners onto the platform so that at least 25 partners who can offer services including incubation investment infrastructure expertise who can add value to the platform at least 25 we will have to we want to onboard by 2020 by 2028 also we want to enable at least 50 investments through the platform because we are expecting at least a 10x rise in number of investments that this platform could enable by 2028 and also a network of 25 centers that can come onto the platform whether it is innovation labs whether it is infrastructure whether it is facilities for prototyping and design and so on and so forth so these are the metrics that we are holding ourselves up against and these are ambitious numbers considering today's state of the ecosystem but we see with the opening up of the ecosystem this is something that we should really aspire for and we'll be getting to one of the most difficult parts of all of this is at the individual company level individual idea development is customer development and that's where i think the the crux of the matter is for the success of a lot of these companies how are you looking at customer development for a lot of these companies because i guess capital and access to expertise and access to facilities are easier but customer development is much more tougher are there any plan strategies that that you guys see where either exposure to certain companies who could be prospective customers through the network in itself or other such existing strategies that you look at in a way where customer development can be done for these companies yeah in terms of customer development what are uh, thinking in as far as the spin architecture is concerned 
is to figure out a use case driven model where customers or potential customers for this kind of technologies can come onto the platform and run use case specific crisis discovery exercises for them to engage with startups so by creating this kind of a curated portfolio we believe that there is automatically a pull that comes towards the platform from potential customers who are looking for solutions for both particularly as well as internationally so that pull is going to come because of the portfolio creation activity that we are doing apart from that uh, we are also trying to create a business model standard business model canvas for the space industry in collaboration with isro as well as in collaboration with other partners who will come onto the platform because we see that there is a different playbook that is needed when you look at space industry and customer development in that in in this space right so how do we create a business model canvas how do we create a pathway for startups to build businesses that are oriented towards the current market needs is something will be that will be an important focus area for spin as far as the whole platform is concerned it's again like an open infrastructure and an open kind of a model so we expect the platform to do the two way handshake organically as we go forward as and when we there are more partners who are on board and when we when we are looking at the number of 50 plus enablers or 50 plus partners coming onto the platform in the next 5 years a bunch of them are obviously from the end customer standpoint another area i think we we think the spin model could be effective is the the educative part on the government customer side because isro's one of the one of the key roles that isro is going to play is also to bring on board all the government departments that can be potential users of space technologies and space startups could actually identify them as the first customers the first validation ground for a lot of for a lot of technologies that they building so from that standpoint uh, the the government as a customer development will be one of the early focus areas we could see because that's where isro is also able to play a uh, play a critical role and that's where i think the kind of startups we see coming would find their first customer because most of their use cases would lie in cases where government is the active player at least in indian context because the private market for startups to engage from an end customer standpoint is still very small from our understanding at least for the past year or so so as and when the platform grows as jacob says as and when we see more players coming onto the board we see the market development also happen on the private side in the country and then they could come on board as plat- as partners onto the platform and look at the technologies that they could then absorb or they could look at building a business with yeah just adding on to what harshin mentioned it is it is also a discovery based model right so today i think one of the biggest challenges that not only space tech i think a lot of industry suffers from is information silos right that is where we believe an open architecture like spin can come and break that information silo and help in the discovery of seeing where are the problem statements and what are the kind of solutions that exist out there and like harshin rightly mentioned this will also lead to collaboration opportunities between multiple stakeholders and it becomes like a two way bridge for people to come together and say that hey uh, there is a prospective solution and i have a problem statement which could actually be could actually do with that kind of a solution and that kind of leads to leads to creation of new markets as well as uh, new business opportunities so we believe this two way handshake could kind of like help create the customer discovery and help break that information silos that is currently out there in the market yeah i think what you guys said now i think is the really fascinating part of it right which is if you can actually get the government to be a end customer and experiment in problem discovery and and engage with the industry i think that is really fascinating as an area because this is something that has never been done before 
And if end users who are in state and federal governments discover space as an area of getting productivity, and if the platform serves to this, it'll be one of the more most interesting things to to happen. And for me, I think what would be very interesting to see is if like there are a series of workshops or something like that where critical problems where productivity can be achieved from space can be identified and then could be onboarded as areas of interest or problems of interest and small POCs are being able to be built to test it out that it works in a way that, you know, both the end user benefits and then the company benefits that I think creates space for them that to be scaled up in one form or the other. Yeah, thanks, Naran. I think you exactly outlined one of the areas that we'll also be focusing on is to create this pockets of validation across the board. And we are uh, with ISO, we are, as you rightly pointed out, it's not only the union government that we are targeting, right? There are a lot of state governments that are actively looking at, at transforming and like at addressing problems on the ground using the potential of space technologies. And through SPIN and through the, the facilitative action that ISRO is going to take, we are looking at targeting these pockets, these areas where we are building this kind of POCs that could then into larger projects and opportunities for startups to engage and then create this kind of a market. Just to leave the sense of where to reach out to you guys and for these round robin kind of calls for any of the listeners, is there a resource where you would like to point the, where people need to watch out for to either learn more about SPIN specifically or through the application process or the call to action for different round robins. Is there a specific site for it or is it within Mark33's website? No, there is a, there is a website for SPIN. It's a microsite hosted on the Social Alpha platform. So it is socialalpha.org slash SPIN, S-P-I-N slash. That URL will take you to the SPIN page where the call for applications is hosted. But people can also reach out to us by writing to us at SPIN at socialalpha.org. In case anyone wants to clarify anything, we'll be happy to answer all the queries as well. So again, thank you so much for this quick update. And it's very fascinating. The This kind of work, I think, is laying the ground for a lot of new interesting companies for the coming years. And you guys are doing some really fascinating work to be able to build the foundation up. So I congratulate you in keeping ahead with all the things and really like doing the work that probably nobody else in the country is doing to be able to build up the ecosystem. Thanks, Narayan. You have been very kind with those words. But as as we have always seen, you're, you've been a great collaborator and we hope to collaborate with you and the larger space technology ecosystem in the country to be able to build SPIN. Again, we only initiated it, but we see this as a property of the space tech ownership ecosystem as a whole. And we need all hands on the deck to build this, help India space entrepreneurs really take the next step towards the future. Yeah, thank you so much, Jacob and Harshan, in spending time with me. And I hope to catch up with you again with some of the progress, maybe next year, once you've attracted the first few companies. Absolutely, absolutely. And thanks for having us here. It is always a pleasure speaking to you. And like Harshan mentioned, Spin, we are just the initiators. We can only be taken forward if the entire ecosystem comes together. So we seek all of your support in taking this entire, this open architecture to the larger masses. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. 
I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast, which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again, and the next episode will be out in the next two weeks as usual.